There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, here we go. Gloria and Julia show by Talk 107. What everything entertainment. It is your hump day edition of the show. We've made it to the middle of the week. Thank you so much for joining us sometime this hour. Once again, we will have you guess the celebrity voice. And if that is you, you'll be going to Chad Hassan for dinner and to see a very funny show called Sister Act. Right? This is a good prize for people. Yes. Oh, Oh, my gosh. I feel the pain of the commute today. Why is that? Because I had to go to Robbinsdale this morning to get my oh, you were remote, in drive time. My remote control car starter that I got for Christmas last year needed to be reset. So you were oh. actually in traffic. I was in tra- rush hour traffic, and just yeah. I mean, it just this is this why people adore the radio it, because it's keeping you company as you're just. Slowly going along. It blows me away because you never have to drive in traffic, really, yeah. except for when you go to bowling. Oh, or I, if we go downtown Minneapolis or something after work or something. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have a far. I, no. I don't have a freeway commute to get to the office. Yeah. But yeah, it was just like, and and now of course the city streets are all. I the stop. There are just like icy rinks. It's. Hello. Cobblestone, I see. It rings. is cobblestone. I, this is what I never understand is after the initial plowing of streets. Why, like on today, after the salt has had its chance to get into it, don't peep, they go through and plow again? It, it Because everything froze. It was so warm on Monday. Raining, raining, right. raining. I mean, rivulets. were. It, it was right. like a spring day. It's going to get nice this weekend. Then, Maybe they yeah, can plow again so we, or something. We just need a, a, a warm-up. And we just had, like... We paid for the Pineapple Express, Julia. Did is that what we're calling it? Oh yeah, and now tomorrow, today was New York City's last uh, Pineapple Express day. Sixty degrees in New York. The cold is coming tonight the cold for is, them. Oh my yeah. gosh, winter is coming. Yeah, I winter. know. Is it? <laughs> isn't that the truth of it? <laughs> oh. Oh, so last night the Will and Grace um, holiday special was on, and they went to a m- museum, and um, I didn't see it. I have oh, it on the it was DVR. Was so it cute? Hysterical. Yeah, they went to the Immigrant Museum. Yes, oh, yes. oh I've been to that one yes. in, uh, down on the east side. Yeah, I've been We've there gone to yes, that. We have. Us. And so, um, it, but it was just, a, they're so clever. That show is so good. Jack and um, the funny one, not Grace, the other one, who I think Karen, Karen, are Karen. absolutely hysterical. They're physical. Their physical humor is... It's brilliant. It is. It's just absolutely brilliant. And it was a very clever one. And I did think last night 
Will and Grace were kind of funny because usually they don't get to be They're so more funny. The man. Yeah, they mm-hmm. were pretty funny in last night's episode, so that was kind of fun to, yeah. s- well, fun well, to see. You were watching fun. I am watching this crazy show that Donnie uh, talked about maybe a couple weeks ago or last week, and Casey had read about and was just itching to watch seven episodes. We've watched four. It's called Godless. It's the Western with yes. with Michelle Dockery and Jack O'Connell from Unbroken and and. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. It from is, Dumb and Dumber. I always yeah. want to refer to. Or him. I always think of a Shep in terms yeah. of endearment or whatever yeah. his name yes. was. Yeah. But this show is so good. Oh, and so you I liked have, it because Donnie loved it. Oh, it's it's yeah. really sometimes fantastic. Donnie, we have to do a double check on you. I know. I know. From I know. Girl perspective, you know. But Julia, this is not your show. Oh gosh. Yeah. All right. No, yeah. No, it's no, not your no. show. Thanks this for taking is the me kind of, that of show one. that Donnie and I will like. But Casey was like, he loves how fast the action is happening. He's like, the Walking Dead people could take a page from these people, <laughs> oh, right? Because they have drag. They kind of can sometimes, be draggy and. It's nice that, when things clip along. Yeah. So. So you like it? Oh, it's and really good. You watched good. four episodes well, last no, night. No, just two. Just okay. two. Oh no, no, no. So no, he's just not. Two. Well, there's only seven. Only seven. Yeah. That's a good. And t- the Crown is starting Friday night. Friday mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I know we'll watch at least probably two or three this weekend. Oh my gosh. So all right, I have got to share this notable obituary okay, that please. was in the Star Tribune uh, today. So um, here's the headline. Harold Hell Febreze, longtime FBI, FBI agent. Oh. What's his name? Harold Hell Febreze. Febreze. F-A-B-R-I-Z. <laughs> okay. And uh, I mean, his wife is still living. He's got two daughters. Is he from Minnesota? Yes. And he was a veteran FBI agent who worked the front lines of the civil rights movements, movements in the 60s, helped prevent violence in Mississippi by calming angry bigots, and kept his cool after being spit in the face by hostile Ku Klux Klan members. Wow. So he also played a small role in the investigation of the assassination of President Kennedy. He died November 25th at the age of 85. He was a longtime resident of Falcon Heights and a former uh, FBI agent who worked with them said he contributed a great deal to keeping the peace to the greatest extent possible in Mississippi during some turbulent times. He was six foot six. Wow. Size 15 shoe. His nickname in high school at Roosevelt was Moose and Bigfoot. <laughs> and he heard both. About, I know. He heard about police work as a child from his father, who spent 20 years as a, a cop in, okay. in, in Minneapolis. And he was later chief deputy sheriff of Hennepin County, Moose's dad. And he got a degree in criminal science from Michigan. He joined the FBI in 1962, his first posting, San Antonio, Texas, arriving a few months before the Kennedy assassination. Mm. As part of the investigation, he interviewed friends of Marina Oswald, the widow of Kennedy's killer, Lee Harvey Mm -hmm. Oswald. His next posting was in Mississippi, where he handled civil rights investigations for the FBI, bank robberies, and other high-profile ca- cases from 1964 to 73, wow. which would have been the, the height. years. Yeah. yeah. We'd be working uh, with the, F- the police one day and investigating them the next. This is his former FBI friend. Mm-hmm. And he often shadowed KKK members and other agitators. Once after hearing about a white farmer firing a gun at activists who were trying to register black voters on his property, Febreze convinced the man to go to court for a restraining order if the invaders returned instead of using his gun. 
he found creative ways to get around tense situations. Right. Uh, his daughter, Sharon, said dad was a lawman. He wasn't a crusader. He carried out his duties with as much integrity as possible, but he never made it into a personal cause and he didn't bring it home. She said her father didn't even open up about his work in Mississippi for those, you know, nine that's, years. That is such a thing about that generation. That generation. Yeah. They didn't talk about World War Two. Yeah. Well, he didn't talk until the movie Miss- Mississippi Burning, Burning. came oh, out. Remember that? Movie. In 1988. Yeah. And the film, which chronicled the federal response to the death of the three civil rights workers in Philadelphia, Mississippi, his family asked him about it, and he was one of hundreds of FBI investigators involved that led to the conviction of the seven men, including the deputy sheriff who originally arrested the workers. She said, uh, his daughter said, uh, he was a humble man. He always minimized his role. He finishes his FBI career in Minnesota, retired in 87, and then he spent the last 16 years of his professional life doing drug testing for the NFL, primarily the Vikings. Our dad collected Warren Moon's pee. Oh! <laughs> I was thinking, and he must have lived through the Wizenator period and everything. Exactly. Oh, that's... So Harold Halfabrees oh. and his family. I just, I, that was just like, what, what an incredible. What, what, an incredible, what a story. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. All right, listen, we come back. It's our story we can't get enough of. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us on this Wednesday. Lori and Julia here. Donnie Love playing the perfect song. Tomorrow we're going to be at the Mall of America. America. Yay. North side. North, North side. First floor by the Marriott in Anthropology. Yes. Yeah. So, yay, we're excited. Yes, we love to be out much. on the road. And if you want to bring some unwrapped gifts, we'd love it. And if you don't Teenage. have any... If you don't have any, you've got a whole mall to shop at. Yeah, you you True. absolutely yeah, do. Yeah, and all ages. So yep. we've got a list if you go, uh, um, what's our keyword for this? Uh, Santa, Santa. 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 Just I'm sorry, Santa. Just Santa. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, our story we can't get enough of today, it's uh, Time Magazine, uh, their person of the year. And I think people were really guessing that it was going to be some, either the Me Too People who've uh, movement. movement, all of that, but they called it. Uh, it's the silence breakers, mm-hmm. and uh, the Today Show got to have the big reveal from Time Magazine for whatever reason. And um, so, it's all the people who have stood up and uh, to people who've assaulted them. So yep. Ashley Judd is on the cover, Taylor Swift is on the cover, and there's short interviews inside with all the people. The woman who started the Me Too campaign like 10 years yes. ago, originally, uh, she's on the cover. And Alyssa Milano, who kind of forwarded the movement. She's not um, on the cover. No, she's not. No, I'm just talking who's oh. on the cover of the magazine, and there's a woman's elbow that represents someone who wants, all the people who want to remain anonymous. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. And uh, so uh, in the interview with Times, uh, Taylor, because some people were like, what the hell is Taylor doing on that? What did she, what was she a silence breaker on? But it was on the radio DJ who grabbed, cupped her butt, put his fingers in her cheek while they were doing a photo. And she sued and she won and she didn't want any money. She wanted him to you know, own up to what he did. And she said in the interview, she just said, I just started thinking about, well, if he'd do that to me and I had a name and recognition, what is he doing to other young up and coming singers singers. and everything? Yep. So that, that's why Taylor was in that. Cause that happened, you know, earlier this year um, in the spring and summer. So he was so dumb that he sued her first. 
Oh, yeah. Remember that? Because yeah. he lost, his, he lost job. his job. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really the worldwide movement, you know, with the silence breaker is associated with the Me Too. And it does feel like it is the fastest moving social change we've seen in well, this is, it, a long time. Yeah, it's a, first of all, it was a story, then a movement. Now, two months after women began to come forward in droves to accuse powerful men of sexual harassment and assault, it's a movement. Mm-hmm. And, um, the, the global conversation has started about how to treat women, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate. Yeah, and Alyssa Milano, she was on um, the Today Show this morning. She yeah. went on with Megyn Kelly. I don't know if she went over to uh, Hoda and Kathy Lee. I didn't. I don't get know. I just saw her that. on with. But with- uh, Alyssa Milano uh, tweeted. Um, earlier this afternoon at the very same time we're asking senator franken to resign from the senate right we're allowing an accused child molester to run for senate at the very same time that silent breakers silence breakers is times person of the year a self-professed person who grabs women by the you know what was runner up for time person of the year yeah i mean the ironies Mm, in all of Uh that cannot be escaped whatever your politics are this to me seems to be like there's it's such a it's like the conversation has to be put in different categories. Yeah, because you have to stay away from the person at the very top, our president right now, and which his is so behaviors, glaring. But yeah. but you do. Yeah, because it it either infuriates people to have the conversation or it's it thinks people think you're political to have the conversation and it separates people so much because it's just so loaded yeah but yet so big but you can't have that conversation time magazine by having president trump be the runner-up they may and then like harvey weinstein was in there then the stories about the very real legal cases that are still out there they were able to talk about. So, I mean, I right. don't know where all this goes, but every people are because Franken is going to resign tomorrow. I know he is. That's looking that way. Yeah. He's going to resign. He's <laughs> already said he's going to make a statement. Yeah. And, um, you know, it, it, but I mean, and I know people are like, ah, you know, but the other side, but you, you've got to do what's right. You do. You really do. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's and just, at the end of the day, it's what's right. It is. Yeah. It is. And, I, and I know you, Donnie feels differently. And, and I've been on Twitter and people are... People are, are have mixed feelings about it. Yeah, because they do. again, I do. I, what, I, I do. I think mm-hmm. he's just... Some, I, I, in my opinion, I think he's been a very, very good senator. Well, he has. State. Well, he has, but... But that he hasn't been a very good man. <laughs> and that's... I mean... And that's... That's the problem with with that. I mean, with all of I, this. seven people. It's but doesn't he get a chance to make up for that by continuing to do good works in the Senate for this state and the country? But not but at the time. Not, I, it, not, it's, not the time that I we're think, in, not with what everything is going on. In and the meantime, Alabama is going to elect this guy, well, Roy we Moore. Don't, we don't know that. Well, you don't know. You don't. I mean, all the polls show him comfortably ahead. Okay, but all the polls showed Hillary comfortably ahead. I mean, well, maybe have some faith in the people of I, Alabama. I'd like to. That I'm Bradley Trainer And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 
that they don't <laughs> think, want an accused child molester, and it, it, basically he admits it. Well, okay, they were sixteen, but I was only thirty-four. <laughs> I mean, you know, may, maybe Alabama will surprise everybody. Right. Maybe they're tired of being last in the nation and everything. Right. No, <laughs> no, they, well, are. they are in everything. They are. But I okay. also think, and I also they could do something great. Yeah. And I also think it it is. It's very difficult, I think, for everybody right now to have two different types of conversations because yep. you're holding some people to a certain standard and other people to a different standard or no standard at all. So yeah. I think that's very, it's very hard it's, yeah, I know. for everybody right now to to be, have this conversation. Yeah, but it's what everybody is talking about in the entertainment world, right. in the political world, in the newspaper world, in op-eds. And I mean, it's just everywhere. It is like this huge social change. And what I liked about the time piece that I just today, read of it. Yeah, the, the new that one that out, came out today on Harvey Weinstein. Is that the stories about the... Um, silence breakers is that they it's not just limited to actresses as celebrities oh, and right. some service workers they've it's politics it's media media it's how many people have been outed in different industries publishing and all right. of these other things so i mean and of course to mix results because um you know but I thought that they did a good they job did it with covering that. all the different bases because it yes. isn't just people who you know celebrities. Celebrities. Yes, it's yes. not just celebrities. No, no, no. It's happened no. to, and we. I remember when this. I mean, first it's started, happened with both of us. Uh, everybody, we're, every woman as, had the conversation with yes, a friend. Yeah. Do you remember when it happened to you? Do you remember it happened yeah. to you? Everyone has a story. Yeah, and we did as soon as that Me Too started. Yeah. I mean, uh, and that was Alyssa shared. Milano tweeting that Me Too out and yes. picked up. Tamara, the woman that started the yeah. movement in 2006 or seven or yeah. whatever. And it it's, and she said she just couldn't believe what was going on and thinking about her daughters yeah. growing up in this world. And then she went back to sleep cause she's got little kids. And when she woke up, she had 52,000 people who uh, retweeted her tweet. Me too. Yeah. Right. It's kind of amazing how social media has played such a big role, a it, positive role. Yeah. In this. I, I agree. Uh, other people that were in runner up, for a person of the year, also Robert Mueller, Patty Jenkins, uh, the director of Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. and also uh, Colin Chin- Colin Kaepernick and the Chinese Chinese president. president. Yeah, I, I I think that time made the right yep uh, uh, choice. Remember there. the year that they had the silver cover and it was technology was the person <sighs> oh, of the people, year. People were not Remember that. We were like, what? Uh, it was just, like you. It was in. It was yeah. supposed to be all yeah. of us. We're the people of the year because we've embraced the change in social media or something. Yeah, Yeah. it's just crazy. Yeah. All right, listen, we come back. Oh, my gosh. An explosive New York Times story, just in keeping with the theme of what we were talking on, but it is pretty incredible what we found out, including an actress who really had her name besmirched and hasn't really found out about it until the last few weeks. Yeah, we'll be right back. Uh, the New York Times has another explosive uh, piece about Harvey Weinstein and his complicity machine. 
And many of the pieces, you know, we've heard about, they've been, but they've been sidelined in the larger narratives about his victims. So let's go with the Today Show audio, just kind of recapping what's in this yeah. latest New York Times story. This morning, new details on how Harvey Weinstein apparently covered up years of reported sexual harassment. In a wide ranging report, the New York Times describes a complicity machine inside and outside of his company and says he used his friendships with major power players from the world of politics, business and the media to his advantage. The Times writing, according to nearly 200 interviews, some aided his actions without realizing what he was doing. Many knew something or detected hints, though few understood the scale of his sexual misconduct. Almost everyone had incentives to look the other way or reasons to stay silent. Weinstein faces more than 80 allegations of harassment, some criminal in nature, which he has denied. Those mentioned in the article include Hillary Clinton. The Times reporting Weinstein had long raised campaign cash for her and her feminist credentials helped burnish his image. And Amazon founder Jeff Bezos, who the Times says sought Weinstein's advice on how to combat bad press. Weinstein reportedly recommending a lawyer who, quote, makes sure everyone sticks to the right narrative. As for how Weinstein dealt with his own bad press, it was with a mix of threats and enticements, drawing reporters close with the lure of access to stars, directors and celebrity packed parties, adding he was so close to David J. Pecker, the chief executive of American Media Inc., which owns the Inquirer, that he was known in the tabloid industry as an untouchable FOP or friend of Pecker. Within his company, oh, the yeah. Times reports the Human Resource Department was seen by many as protecting Weinstein, saying when one female employee complained that she was frightened to travel with Weinstein, the response was basically, let us know if he hits you or crosses a line physically. Isn't that unbelievable? The Times adding one of the former movie mogul's signature lines was, I'm Harvey Weinstein, you know what I can do. Weinstein denies all allegations of non-consensual sex. The Times also reporting that actress Lena Dunham warned Hillary Clinton's aides about Weinstein's behavior and his treatment of women. For her part, Clinton released a statement in October saying she was shocked and appalled by the revelations, adding Weinstein's behavior, alleged behavior, could not be tolerated. So, and they have, uh, they, the Times got, uh, she gave them the emails that she yep. sent to the Clinton campaign. Yep. And also, Gwyneth Paltrow, you remember, she was one of the first women to go on in that first New York Times story on record about how he harassed her. She told Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt said, don't mess with my girlfriend. Yeah, went up to him at yep. a party. And um, Angelina Jolie said that she had heard about him and she did everything. She avoided him and she warned anyone that she came in contact with. Well, one of the things that came out in the story is that one of his... Seduction techniques, besides coming to the door naked with his pecker <laughs> hanging out, Don't, or that's not know, a seduction technique. Yeah, or no, his, his way to drive women away, yeah. or but besides, spanking the monkey in right. a potted plant in front right. of you, or something like that. One of the things he did was he would tell women, "Well, you know, I'm sleeping with so and so," and apparently, so he was okay. Yes, and. Without her knowledge, Weinstein told other women that Gwyneth Paltrow never rejected him. Um, and she says women have come to her in recent weeks to say he used her name in several several encounters. She said the conversations have been so upsetting. In the interview, she said he's not the first person to lie about sleeping with someone, but he used the lie in a, as an assault weapon, mm. which I think is it's the exact so, right language. Yeah, I think so, too. And he you know? was just such a big bully. One phone call and you're done. I've got eyes and ears everywhere. I'm Harvey Weinstein. You know what I, I can, can do. do. Oh. And then 
I'm a man who has great resources, you know, and just how he was such a bully and such an abuser. Well, and just in this so- New York Times story, at least eight high profile agents at Creative Artists Agency knew what he, Harvey, was, what, what he, he was, was doing, doing and did nothing. Did nothing. Nothing. Yeah, they kept sending actresses to meet him. Yeah, and now yeah. they say that um, now, we apologize yeah. for anyone we let down. Oh, man. Please. We unequivocally support those who have spoken out publicly. They really are in trouble. I mean, because, you know, let me know if he hits you. You know, someone's afraid to travel with him as his assistant. He's being sued right now. There's a class action lawsuit. Um, against Harvey Weinstein right now. Um, it's in the New York Times that uh, he and his former businesses are sued by six women in a class action lawsuit um, to perpetuate it, what they're claiming is that the board of directors and the Weinstein company. I'm surprised it's still a company. I know. Claiming that the entities work to perpetuate and conceal Weinstein's widespread sexual harassment and assault and the cover ups that amount to civil racketeering. Yeah. Wow. We are but six women representing husband. I mean, it's a hundred, excuse me. Yeah. That have been harassed. Yeah. I don't see how that company goes on. I'm, I'm quite for, I, I think the only reason it is still going on is they got an infusion of cash for the movies they've made that they are going to distribute. And, you know, they hope to make, you but, know, but their I think investment every- back or whatever. I think everyone's trying to hold him, you know, hold him accountable and the people accountable that knew and let this go on for so long. And another thing, there's an article talking about how Harvey Weinstein was in with the media, how he was in with the right people like the feminists, what they're talking about, people who represented the right things to cover up. Like with the Hillary. Right. Doing over here. Mm -hmm. And there was this um, this um, writer for the New York Daily News that he would. You know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Oh, yeah. And how it was going on and on since 2006. And, you know, it's very detailed. It's a very good article. It's an 8,000 word story. It's really good. It was published last night. In the New York Times, it's really good. It is fascinating. Also, you know, um, Brian Lord, who's the managing partner of Creative Artists Agency. You know, he was was the one who was married to Carrie Fisher and Billy Lord is his daughter. Oh. Right. And, um, I mean, you know, he's on all kinds of board. I mean, he's like a big deal. So these were his agents that were under him. Right. And like, I always wonder if, uh, Ari Emanuel, who Ari Emanuel is Ari Gold played Mm -hmm. by Jeremy Piven. And Entourage. a model for him or something? I don't know. But see, the thing (laughs) is about that is that he was still good friends with Carrie Fisher. Yeah, I know. And Carrie Fisher sent crap to um what did who did she send a cow's foot to someone who harassed a friend of hers i don't know he, that he would have put up with it well so but you're I, saying he didn't he's, know he's, no, he's I been there know. since 1995 you can't tell me yeah. that no he, he didn't knew know. but i i just gosh it bothers you who knew and did nothing yeah and he's married to bruce bozzi the guy who owns the palm restaurant right. oh, and he's big yeah. buddies with andy cohen and um, anyway, I just, you know, I don't know. It, it seems unbelievable to me that the CAA, because they are specifically cited in this oh, New York absolutely. Times story, 
And I thought that... Well, they were the only uh, show in town for a long time. Absolutely. They were there. They still are the biggest agency. But William Morris Agency is trying to get more people, and a lot of people went to this... Something T agency. Yeah. I can't think of what the name of it is. The management group, the the Johnny Depp's company, oh, TMG. Aren't they called T? Or IMG. IMG. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and then I just think that the Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, that he, he was telling use, her, and he probably said it about Rose McGowan. Who knows how many women he was Ashley name dropping? Judd, yeah. I, oh gosh. You know. Well, you know, and back to the silence um, breakers, breakers. That time named. Um, People of the Year, Person of the Year. Mm-hmm. They did a video that they showed this morning. And Donnie, did we post the video? Uh, somebody had beaten me to that. Well, whatever. Yeah. But it's on yeah. our page. Yeah. Okay. On, on my talk one oh seven one. Yeah. And um, in the video, what bothered me initially is the prevalence of Megyn Kelly. Oh, how, how it, it, she is such a part of this video. The Time Magazine, the Time Magazine did. did, and I don't remember her standing up for Gretchen Carlson when she came forward against the head of Fox News. She didn't. She didn't at all. And she had and, her own story to tell. And now, she and she didn't even start talking about know, sexual I, harassment when the Harvey Weinstein stuff came up until like a good week later. I know. And we didn't. talked about it on our show. Here she is, someone who has experience with it, and there. They're either they're not using her or she's refusing to talk about something that I bet she has but, a lot of. Well, and she wrote about in her book. Right. Yeah. It's so I just weird. it's really weird. Mm-hmm. And it just puts her back in that weird category again. I hate to think she's using the situation to her advantage. Well, well no one is no tuning one... into her show. Well, so it doesn't right. matter if she's trying to use it to her. You know, you got to do whatever and you she can. She wasn't the one. I mean, Time Magazine put together whoever at Time Magazine put together this video that had Ashley Judd and had this Taylor Swift and, and Tamara, the, the first woman who came forward in yeah. 2006. But it was interesting. I thought, why would they put her in there so much? Yeah. And not have like Gretchen Carlson. Yeah. Maybe Gretchen wasn't available when they did it. I just, I feel like she wasn't a nice girl. Yeah. Well, she she didn't back up the other woman who really, she was waiting to see which way the winds were going to blow. And waiting to see what her deal would be. That's right. All right, listen, when we come back. What's in it for me? This is this is juicy. I, I don't think he realized what he was doing, but he has said everything and giving us given us everything. Somebody's father in law is speaking out. Ah, uh, the Ronet, the Ronettes are just giving us everything in that song. There's your jingle bells, Julia, for yeah. a successful song. Remember, you said yeah. that yesterday. You got to have some sleigh bells. Yeah. And you got to say winter. Yeah. Santa. 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 Christmas. Well, uh, so uh, we don't know this man, but now we do. His name is Henri Roque. Yes. And who is he? Henri. Well, Henri. He's a Dutch man. He is the father of Matt Lauer's wife, Matt Lauer's father-in-law. The Daily Mail tracked him down at his one-bedroom apartment Mm -hmm. and asked him, will Annette stay with Matt? Her dad is 76. And he lives, My daughter's been betrayed. He said, I have no words for her husband. What he has done is bad. Everybody feels betrayed. She is not going to stay with him and work it out. They are not together trying to work it out. She is feeling shocked. And she is now having sorrow for her children. Me too. Everybody is feeling quite sad. There are also the kids. I don't know what she's doing or who they're going to stay with. And he worked. 
He was the director of HR for the city of Amsterdam. I, I How that. ironic is yeah, that? Yeah, I know. And he said, I feel um, bleep about the whole thing. The situation is so bad. I have met Matt. Well, you would think after 19 years yeah. of marriage, really? Yeah. He was a nice guy. Well, you know, yeah. he was an, I feel kind of betrayed. It's my own daughter. I don't know how the kids are doing. And he said that she had not come to the Netherlands. And she was spotted out in the Hamptons without her wedding ring, uh, having breakfast with yes. somebody. And, um, and so I don't know if they... I guess there could be a guest house. I'm thinking in the oh, Sag Harbor yeah. home. I mean, it's huge. And I'm thinking Lori. Matt's yep. in the guest house, yep. much like Ben Affleck was in the guest house. Yep. His ring is gone too, by the way. It yep. Did he? Okay, because he, it's he brand had new it now. on all week. No, uh, it's, as of today, it's not. No, yeah. it's not on. Yeah, and um, so and she, of course, uh, served him divorce papers when she was seven months pregnant. I know. And he uh, offered her five million dollars cash whenever she decided to leave in a post-nup. So. Um, anyway, and, uh, his, his friends are saying to page six and people that he is weak and broken and ashamed, but a lot of people are saying we did not know what exactly he was doing. Absolutely. That he and, was a fun and, guy. And just so. to, so people know the three kids that Matt Lauer and Annette have together, their son, Jack is 16. Their daughter, Romy is 14 and son, Thies must be a Dutch name, is 11. Uh, um, so they're all different that's, age. That's three different conversations yes, you're having with three different... I mean, because yeah. what what you, what you say to each of them is probably different. Mm -hmm. and, and how I, about... I think the eldest might be the more difficult of the three. Probably. Because he gets... Uh, he uh, maybe understands more Absolutely. what his dad did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, Anyway, uh, and then um, they're also saying that there was a top secret Matt Lauer roast. This is from page six. Oh, in 2008, where it was just they said there were so many sexist, homophobic and obscene jokes mm -hmm. that all had to do with Matt Lauer personally. They're like. All sex. Pick six is like saying, how could people not have known? Right. Well, and Joe Scarborough reported this last week. Was this that, the Friars Club yes, roast? Yes, this is the Friars Club roast. And he um, said last week on his show, um, Joe and Minka in the morning or Morning Joe or whatever it's called, that he felt so uncomfortable at this roast, he had to leave. Wow. Mm. Well, he Nancy had to leave. Odell was there. I, well, because she worked for NBC. as Access Hollywood. And Martha Stewart said, I hear NBC execs call Matt the rock of the rock, but she yep, used a different used, word. Yeah. And it was Whoa. just flat out dirty. And, um, and, and Zucker, you yeah. know, Jeff Zucker, the president at the time. Mm -hmm. Say what he said. It's just good to see Matt up here and not under my desk. <laughs> I don't want to say Matt is a germaphobe, but he's the only guy I know who uses Purell both before and after he. Does Master the bam, 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 bam. Right. And then... Uh, Tom Cruise even showed up. Oh, who, my word. Yep, Did he really? It, yep. Made, oh, wow. He made a surprise appearance and a peace offering, but he wasn't rude. Meredith Vieira was especially crude, making jokes about Lauer and Roker partaking and stuff. And um, also Katie Couric... Um, uh, of course, the friar, they, they, they are meant to be obscene. Okay. Yes, and, they and, are. And, hysterical. To and they're hysterical, but they are meant to be obscene, but they did bad things on Curry and Curry. And, um, oh, they made jokes about her and she wasn't there, obviously. She was there, oh, she Lori. Was? She was oh, there. Oh, Lord. Um, the most cringery, yeah. <laughs> Were Curry and oh Ann Curry. Ann Curry. Making sex jokes about him. 
Probably. Oh, he loves they were talking her. about... Um, yeah, I'm not going to repeat. No, we, we can't say these things. But, I mean, we've seen fires, you know, roast, yeah. roast and... They're funny. I mean, Jones Rivers was nasty, yeah. dirty. So and they might be just digging up something. They, I but think, it, but it did seem like some of like the Martha Stewart, they call them the rock of the rock. Right. It, yeah, it, but we didn't know a lot of these jokes turned out to be true. No, well, and I don't know thing. that this was televised. It, I don't. No, it, wasn't it wasn't televised, televised, and only everyone had to give up their cameras, the oh, recorders, and only one newspaper. Because I like the celebrity loud. roast where we see them. You know, the Joan Rivers, right. even the Donald Trump roast was hysterical. I don't remember that one. Yeah, that, that would happen. Um, and then uh, Billy Bush and his wife are trying to patch things up. Julia, I'm glad they're working on it. They were it. married a long time. Uh, and uh, yeah, they're because they were just on a short short term break. Billy has his wedding ring on, and they've. He got had it on, on, yeah. on the Colbert Show. And NBC staffers are afraid to get nuked at the Winter Olympics. I would be too. Usually people all want to go to the Olympics. And with the state of the world, yeah. nobody wants to go because to Because it's in South Korea. Korea. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and the Russians are not allowed to be in the Olympics. And, um, you know, if you remember, remember I was crazy for the Zinka virus last oh, summer? Zika. When it, Zika Zika virus. The Rio, yes. Yeah. So staffers didn't want to go to that either. Young staffers who wanted to have Savannah kids. didn't go. I wouldn't have. She didn't go, remember? Wasn't she pregnant? Yeah. That's why. I wouldn't have gone. Mm-mm. No way. Mm. So, so this is, yeah. I guess the people, the they need, you know, different crews to just volunteer to go. Obviously, they get paid. But, but nobody wants the two-week trip to South Korea, 30 miles from North Korea. And, like, who knows right. what's going to happen. Yeah. I wouldn't. Of course, uh, you know, our own Rachel Blount from the Star Tribune will be going. I wonder what she's feeling. Well, we need to talk to her <sighs> before that. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that uh, Olympic story. Um, okay, tell. Okay, so there is a story. If you look at Vanity Fair in the archives, this was a story that I want to say maybe nine months or so ago. And it was about the Russian doctor who was in charge of all the. Doping, doping that was going on and how to trick and like so that you couldn't it wouldn't be found out in tests right he couldn't do it anymore and he fled russia like in the middle of the night yeah left everything behind his family got out ha- has asylum i believe here in the united states and it was this whole thing uh, this cloak and dagger story yeah I, I can't remember what his name was, but it was really kind of an interesting Vanity Fair. But they nothing had happened. They didn't know because all this stuff, you know, they were like he was trying to give formulas. It was, it was a Schmidt commission. It was the Schmidt report um, that talked about the systematic manipulation of the anti-doping rules and system in mm-hmm. Russia through the disappearing positive methodology and during the Winter Olympic Games in Sochi in 2014, as well as the various levels of administrative, legal, and contractual responsibility resulting in the failure to respect um, what the Olympics stand for and drugging, and therefore they had to... The Russians are very, very good at making things happen out of nothing. His name was Grigory Rodchenkov, and he cannot go back because he will be arrested if he goes back. Right, but his family's there. His family is there. Yes, his family is still there. And that was his big dilemma. It was just, it was a really, it was like, is this a movie plot I'm reading? Totally. And then, you know, comes out. Anyway, oh my gosh.